This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Bram. Your career insider. We are here on Business Radio and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA for Executives program here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter, and we have Dream Team in studio, Michelle and Dion. We have a fantastic topic for you today. It's one of my favorite topics, actually. And we welcome Jane Finkel in studio, who has worked in career coaching for 25 years and previously served as the Associate Director of Career Services right here at the University of Pennsylvania. Her new book, The Introvert's Complete Career Guide, From Landing a Job to Surviving, Thriving, and Moving on Up, hit shelves on Friday. Correct. That's so right. exciting. It Welcome, is. Jane. Congratulations. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. Writing a book is a huge undertaking. And so I want to start out with, with why do introverts need their own career guide? Well, I think that um, the way the work world is now, we're all you're rewarded for speaking up and taking action. And also, I think it's important right now because we're in the age of acceleration and things are moving at such a fast pace that we have to be able to shine a light on our accomplishments and promote ourselves. And that those are things that are challenging to introverts because they're reflectors and they think before they speak. So in a world that's, that's going fast and you're uh, expected to speak up really quickly, that really presents challenges for them. And I also, my own experience as an introvert, I think, guided a lot of the tools and the information that I share in the book, because I think most introverts have at some point struggled or had a challenge to try to figure out how to manage the workplace. So a lot of people um, hear this term introvert, Jane, and I talk about being an introvert all the time and people are like, no, you are totally not an introvert. But I say, you know what? I'm sitting in a studio mostly by myself talking and, and that's something an introvert can do. Let's define this term because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. mistake what it means and um, and I want to start off with that so that people understand kind of what the umbrella is that we're talking about here. Yeah. I think that's really important because there are a lot of misconceptions. I think a lot of people focus on introversion and extroversion as social skills. And actually, it's about an energy. So extroverts are more energized when there's lots of opportunity to interact externally with people and activities. It doesn't mean they don't like to be alone, but their energy seems to expand in those situations. Introverts, on the other hand, like people, and they like activity, but they need more time to be alone because they're getting energy from reflecting and thinking and processing. So, um, and I think in the work world, extroverts uh, are a little bit more spontaneous, and they find 
taking initiative and talking. They actually talk and think sometimes at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, Where introverts can be at a meeting and everyone's talking. And they're um, wondering how to jump in or they're thinking about something. Then before you know it, the meeting's over. So, Yep, that is, there's my life right here. Hey, uh, Dion, Michelle, what do you guys classify as? Of course, there's a spectrum. It's not black and white. And there are like, you know, a lot of levels. But I'm just curious if you had to pick. Dion, what, what, what would you say? You're not going to believe me, but I'm an introvert. No, I totally believe you. <laughs> I totally believe you, Dion. I'm an introvert, and it, it works well for me because, as you said last week, I play drums. So I'm I'm actually I'm on stage, but I'm I'm behind the drums. I'm mm-hmm. in the back. Right. I'm behind everybody. <laughs> it's perfect for me. Yeah, I, I will tell you when um you know I I, I told my mom last week that Dion's band was going to be featured because your band band was featured, and um you know of course your fiance Jaton sings. She's like that doesn't sound like Dion. She thought. <laughs> Really no, <laughs> oh not, my god, I love your mom. I, know. I, I love, love her so I love much. my mom too. But it was very. I'm like, no, Dion's the drummer. But you know, she she would like to see you do a duet, maybe sometime in the future. I'm just yeah, putting that out there, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> um, I also get a lot of people that don't believe me. In fact, just two nights ago, someone told me I was wrong. But I'm an introvert. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I, lo- I love, you know. Right. Interaction with people. And uh, but I have to have that time to recharge. Right? Yeah, that's right. a very important clarification. I hear that a lot, Jane, that I'm right. an I'm an extroverted introvert. So what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I think, you know, all this stuff, all this uh, theory um, about introversion and extroversion car- comes from Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that uh, he says we're born a certain way either extroverted or introverted. But the environment enhances or impedes us. So it's possible that um, over time, you've been in, in situations where you've had to socialize and you learn to like it. So my philosophy about introversion is to embrace it because there's so many wonderful things about it and sprinkle in some extroverted skills. Mm-hmm. So basically, we've just determined that all, all four of us in the studio are introverts. So. <laughs> and we're talking. And right? we're all talking. So we need an extrovert to call in and, and share your experience <laughs> of what it's like to, to be in the world. So, Jane, I want to talk about something that you, you kind of touched on, but I think is really the basis for this show is that we in the U.S. are an extroverted culture. And what, what I think we mean by that is we value the person who speaks up, who's gregarious, right. who who shows up to the, the happy hours and who is asking other people questions right. and sort of being the social butterfly, which makes it difficult if that's just not in your nature. That's true. But um, I think that um, there are ways that um, there are many successful introverts And we um, sometimes minimize the uh, value of um, thinking really carefully, of um, often introverts are very perceptive. Um, And because they have this ability to dig deep, because they're taking quiet time to think, they often are very good at um, solving problems Mm -hmm. um, and coming up with some new ideas. So, um, you know, I think that... uh, Introverts also need to 
remember that they do bring a lot to the workplace. I agree. I feel like one of the things that, that kind of changed my life was way back when I, I read The Introvert Advantage, which I know you reference in your right. book, Jane. And, you know, this completely changed my focus because I started to learn to embrace my strengths as an introvert and, and stop trying to be something that I wasn't. And I, I learned how to navigate. And I think that's what today's show is really about for your career, not just for the job search, but but in meetings and in places is where where you need to kind of flex your extroverted side a little bit. What are some of the top career challenges for introverts in the job search? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest, most uh, uh, important challenge is Mm self-promotion. They really are challenged by marketing themselves because in general they tend to be um, somewhat modest. So my first experience at the University of Pennsylvania when I was at a staff meeting with, I don't know, there were 20 people and they were all talking and they were bragging. I thought they were bragging, but they were promoting themselves. So that's something that introverts need to get over, that it is important to uh, self-market. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that because I, I, you know, I've heard people say that to me too, like you have to get over it, but it's not, it's not necessarily as easy as that. So I think right. one of the things I like about your book is that you talk about strategies for how to maybe not get over it, but almost get around it. Like, you know, like one of the ones that, that we talk about a lot in the show is, is, Using external validation. So maybe you say I was selected or I was rewarded or I was recognized for. And sometimes just saying an accomplishment in a way that that comes from somebody else feels much more comfortable for Mm -hmm. an introvert who's trying to promote. What are some of the other strategies you talk about in your book, Jane? Well, you know, I keep stressing the fact that introverts think before they speak up. So they can use that to think about how they do want to market themselves. You know, I think and accomplishments uh, demonstrate how you add value, and that seems to be a very significant quality to have as people are networking or looking at jobs or just talking about their um, experience. So accomplishments uh, can be outcomes, something that you did that made an impact. Maybe you reduced the cost of uh, some division that you worked for. Innovation. You might have introduced a new idea or a whole new strategy that um, really had some positive impact. So, so I think it's. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no. So step I one was is thinking that uh, you know. It, I, again, one of the processes for introverts, and it's probably good for anyone, is to think about accomplishments and write them down. Yeah, it's this reflection. And that's what I was just going to kind of tie that with a bow and say reflection because we don't do this anymore. We we have cell phones and, you know, we we, we used to walk or be in an elevator or do something where we can actually think and reflect. And we don't do this anymore. So I think step one is really reflecting and saying, you know, what am I doing that's making an impact? And then thinking about ways you can put that forth. And another thing I really like that people can do if you're not used to self-promoting is, is you know, give your boss or your team weekly status reports or bi-weekly status reports and, and you know, and kind of talk about it more in terms of a, you know, right. here's the results from the last two weeks, which you can kind of, obviously it's, it's related to you, but you can kind of do it in a way that talks about it in a report kind of status. Right. So I think that's what the important thing is, is you need to self-promote because if you don't, <laughs> the guy behind you will. Right. And the fact is, we know, Jane, a lot of career decisions are made when we're not in the room. And if people don't know about what we're doing, 
we get left behind not because we're not qualified or capable, mm-hmm. but because they don't know what we're doing. Right. So let's talk about more about self-promotion because it's not just okay. about saying it verbally. Obviously, there's other right. places where if you're in a job search, you need to self-promote. So social media, um, your resume. So what are some strategies right. people can use um, to self-promote in those areas, okay. Jane? Well, I, I'll say that one of my favorite tools um, uh, is applied to networking, but could be applied to um, a number of things. And um, we know that uh, there's a lot of talk about the 30-second elevator speech. And I think people don't talk to each other on the elevator, and they can get stuck. And I've always felt that introverts don't like that term. It's kind I hate of the sleep. word pitch. I hate the word pitch. I hate the word 30-second right. elevator. I hate. Right. I kind of hate all of that because it feels very artificial to me. It does. Slick. A little slicker. So I, one of the tools that I developed in the book is called the Savvy Script. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that my clients sort of light up. There's something about the word savvy that feels like they can embrace that better. And what is and that, e- Jean? Yeah. Each letter stands for something. Okay. So, and what it basically is a script that you can use to introduce yourself, but you could also use it to highlight some accomplishments. So each letter, so S is a synopsis. It's sort of the overview of your career history and education. A is accomplishments. So it might be two or three accomplishments that you're most proud of. V is value. What are some specific skills um, uh, that you've developed that would resonate uh, with an employer? And virtue is personal characteristics. I think people forget to highlight that. Yeah, kind you know, of what that makes you unique. Right. And, yeah. yeah. Th- enthusiasm, a creative thinker, things like that. And why is your interest in speaking with them? Mm-hmm. You know, is it to promote something or is it, you know, just to learn more about them? Yeah, and I think one of the important things for everybody, but you know, it could be harder for for somebody who's introverted who tends to to think before speaking versus, you know, think out loud is to always have an introduction ready. I think that is so important. And obviously it's going to morph and shift depending on your audience and who you're talking to and the context of the situation, but I do believe it's so important to you know, when somebody says, "Hey, what do you do?" which is very common question in the right. US, to have an answer for that and not right. have to think of it on the spot. And even right. if it's one that you can, you know, kind of adjust to fit the situation. So I like that you have a model that people can kind of map out and then have ready to go when they find themselves in that situation. Because we miss so many opportunities when we just introduce ourselves with our title or company and people don't really understand what that means and they're too afraid to ask. And so we, we lose out. <laughs> When we just say that. Right. And the preparation is using the power of introversion and integrating what's needed to be extroverted. So you're actually planning in advance, which is something very natural for introverts. But now you know what to say. Because I've worked with many clients who say, well, I don't want to network. I don't know how to to um, go to my boss and let them know, you know, some of the great things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, it, write it out. Think about yeah. it. Write it out. And if you need to, practice with someone. You know, role play if you need to. Yeah, practice is so underrated. It makes all the difference, whether you're practicing for an interview, whether you're practicing your pitch. I mean, getting feedback from somebody who can say, you know, I really don't understand what that means or <laughs> you kind of lost me in this part. Right. So valuable. So let's talk about social media, because I will say mm. that as an introvert, you know, posting on social media feels 
very vulnerable to me. Like a lot of people think, oh, you're you're you know you're sitting in your pajamas and your computer, but no, 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 no. It feels very much like I'm exposing myself and does not feel comfortable. So, so how can introverts engage LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever medium is going to be relevant to their career? to to promote themselves, Jane? Well, I actually think social media is a gift to introverts. Um, even though if they, you know, sometimes they need to get over that fear of exposure and uh, some of them worry about um, things being, um, you know, safe and secure. Um, and, we're, and there's nothing secure anymore in terms of information. So, but I think that, um, I think they can do it in a way that's comfortable but I think it's probably necessary if you're going to expand and develop your career. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when um, employers interview candidates, they often check your social media. They yeah. want to see if you're active. They want to see how you've presented yes. yourself. So they can get a lot of good information about you. And you have a story in your book about somebody who um, you were on a, a selection committee. Yes. And you overlooked somebody. Right. That's exactly what happened. We were, I was on a board of a nonprofit, and we were interviewing for a new executive director. And as you ima- can imagine, we had over 200 resumes, and we started to narrow it to four or five. And then we uh, went online to see if they were on social media, and they were, we eliminated two or three people because how can you direct an agency if you don't know how to use social media? Because it's going to be very important to promote that organization mm-hmm. and to understand the staff that you're working with. So, yeah, it's one of those things that even if you're you're not a fan, <laughs> it's kind of if you want to be in the game, you kind of have to play that card. Right. So, right, yeah, you know, it's like everything. You can um, pull together your profile and have people who you trust you know, take a look at it and give you feedback. And you, you know, you don't have to post every second. You know, you can set up a schedule that works for you. And I think also it's not all about exposing yourself. You can post articles um, on topics related to your industry or field, and that's fairly easy. And sometimes people will comment. And, you know, in fact, sometimes you can build a relationship Mm -hmm. using social media, which is also a gift, I think, to um, introverts. Absolutely. A lot of um, guests who've been on this show have built a relationship with me through social media. They've reposted or they've mm-hmm. commented and we've we've built a relationship. So I think it is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. But you have to be out there. You have to have right. a complete profile. You have to be active. As you mentioned, you can't just build a profile and right. let it sort of mm-hmm. sit there for right. years. Exactly. And here's the deal about introversion, extroversion. This is this is a, a dichotomy. Most of us fall somewhere in the middle right. and, you know, just depends on the situation, depends on the context. But in general, introverts tend to like their quiet time. They need to recharge in a space that's quiet. They tend to not like the chaos of, of loud, right. noisy events. They th- tend to think internally. And you know what? If this is you, use your strengths. <laughs> Use your strengths because there's a lot of ways that this is going to be beneficial to your career. And we're here today to share how with Jane's new book, The Introvert's Complete Career Guide. So let's talk about the resume, Jane, because this is another place where I think a lot of people worry about bragging. But I always say that, hey, if you are not putting your skills out there, the guy behind you or the, the gal behind you 
will be and you're going to lose out. So so you mentioned in your book, and this is so important for people to know, that, that you're going to get six seconds, maybe 10 seconds right. for somebody to look at your resume and decide if they want to talk to you or not. So, so what are some of your tips for writing a resume that really gets noticed? Mm-hmm. So we're back to the discussion on accomplishments. So... Um, as employers look at resumes, they definitely want to see what your main responsibilities and tasks are, but they're looking more heavily at outcomes. So often when I work with especially introverted clients on resumes, I start there because it builds confidence. They realize they've accomplished things that um, would be of interest to the employer, and it helps them move on to the other areas. I think like, um, it, I think like all resumes. You want them to be well organized. You want them to be visually uh, presentable. And I think the other thing that we've talked about is um, to use language that really uh, promotes you. It's not like I wrote a book. I wrote a, a book that had, you know, that's 340 pages that highlights the most important aspects of being extroverted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also you you kind of alluded to this, knowing your audience. I think one of the things that has changed on resumes is that you have to be equally skilled at knowing what to leave off as <laughs> knowing what to put on because right. six seconds, people are going to be looking for things that match what they are searching for. And if those things are not front and center or they kind of get lost in in some historical ex- accomplishments you have that kind of take you off the track, mm-hmm. you are not going to get that additional time. You are not going to get somebody say, yeah, I want to talk to you more. So I think one of the hardest things in working with clients that I see today is, especially career switchers, is you have to take off some things that I know you are darn proud of but is going to to take your audience in a direction that makes them not want to select you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so important today. I think that's an important point because um, you want to make sure that your resume is targeted to the right industry and the right employer. I mean, that's really your main point. And the the information on your resume has to support that. Mm -hmm. So. And I know sometimes people want to put every single thing on there, and you're going to lose somebody's attention. So yeah, you have to prioritize. Nobody wants to read all of that. You know, mm-hmm. you have to think about it. If I had to pay $100 for every word I put on my resume, is this word worth it mm-hmm. for the job I am targeting? And if you mm-hmm. don't know the job you're targeting, you need to figure that out first. Because writing a generic resume is a waste of time. Because the fact is, if you appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. So figure out your plan A. Michelle. I have a question. What's Great. up? You guys aren't going to, you're not going to like this question, oh, actually. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so I do a lot of comparison, just in general, myself to others. She's judgy. Bad quality. <laughs> She's judgy. About myself. I'm judgy of myself. So I guess... I've always said I'm an introvert that wishes she was an extrovert because I feel like, like, what's the downside of being an extrovert? And are there things as an introvert that we can actually use to our advantage as opposed to, like, figuring out ways just to keep up? You know, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yes. So I was just going to... I was just going to say there's actually a survey that was done by Leader to Leader Institute 
and they did us, I don't know, the number of, of introverts that they surveyed, but it turned out that four out of five, which is 80% of them, felt that the extroverts would get ahead before them. And 40% of the introverted leaders wished that they were more extroverted. Wow. So, Michelle, yeah. you are not alone. Good. That does feel better. Here's here's yeah. what I, I, I can speak to my personal experience. I mean, one of the things that I believe is an absolute gift as an introvert is I can literally, I mean, you know, Jane, writing right. a book. Writing a book, there's a very big big advantage of being an introvert because you have to literally sit at home on very nice days when your friends are out doing fun things and write that book and so my I look at that as one of my gifts that I can sit at home for 48 hours straight and work on a project because I don't need that that social interaction I so I think that's definitely one I think another one for me is that I don't speak up often in meetings but when I do it's a well thought out idea that, you know, people are going to listen to you because they're like, wow, that is, you know, Dawn doesn't speak very often, but when she does, she's thought about it. Right. Yeah. So sometimes those comments are quite insightful. And, you know, even if you didn't have the opportunities to speak up at the meeting, you can follow up. You can uh, go to your supervisor or you could send an email to your team and say, you know, after that meeting, I came up with an idea to solve that problem or an interesting approach to the issue that we, you know, were talked about at the meeting. Yeah. And and I do think, um, and I want to talk about this in the second half because I've, I've kind of been brainstorming, Michelle, to your point, like a list of things that that can really help you in the workplace if you're an introvert. Because I, I do think there's a lot of advantages. But if you're going to be in a situation that doesn't feel comfortable for you, there's a lot of ways you can manage that. And, and and feel great about it. You just mm-hmm. need to recognize it and right. and do it. So it's um great question, Michelle. Apparently the survey the survey <laughs> kind of re- yes confirmed your uh, you know and it gets back to the fact that the American culture itself is highly extroverted. Mm-hmm. I mean I noticed yesterday I was watching TV. Look at the ads. They're all action oriented. You never see an ad where somebody's sitting reading. Or just contemplating, unless it's for meditation, right? Mm-hmm. So people need to, to design more ads for introverts. That's my takeaway right. from that. <laughs> You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are going to go right to the phones, and we're going to go to Rula in California. Welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today? Thank you so much um, for taking my call. Um, so I'm an extreme extrovert. I'm, my 25-year-old son is an extrovert as well, but my 18-year-old daughter is an extreme introvert. Um, I want her to go out and get a job. I want her to experience the interviewing process, get her ready. She's a college student, but I, I just can't get her to um, go out there and do something. <laughs> yes, and, and 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 as an introvert, oh, the okay. the the phrase "go out there and do something" right. is terrifying to yes, me. Is. I'm just <laughs> change, change. right. Yes, my mother used to say, "Get out there," and I used to. Uh, I was a teenager. I'd say, "Well, what's there? Where is it? What are you talking about?" Yeah, just the out, so. out. No, there's right. no out. I'm staying mm-hmm. in. Yeah. So, Jane, what advice do you have for, for Rula how she's, as, as she's trying to um, encourage her yeah. daughter to, to look for jobs? Well, I'm wondering if she doesn't know what to say. 
because often that's something where they don't, you know, if they're introverted, they're watching the extroverts, you know, with all this movement. And sometimes it immobilizes them and they think, I can't be like that. I don't know what to say. Um, So I think you know, anything that I am sure you try to boost her confidence, but maybe she can sit down and start to write, um, you know, what it is she wants to do, you know, just make some note, notes about what yeah. she wants to do. And also to talk to her about what she's done really well. Because one of the, the yeah. challenge, I think one of the issues for introverts, which I experienced is confidence. You know, you're up, you feel like you're up against this loud world. And how are you going to, you know, fit in? Um, so I, th- I think especially because she's young, she needs sort of understanding and support and just some simple exercises to start to think about what she does well and um, how people out there will really appreciate it. And also, I always, as I said this before, I think introverts should embrace being introverted. So to also reinforce the fact that she thinks about things carefully and she listens really well. These are powerful tools in the workplace. So to also highlight, obviously she does have to get out there, but um, <laughs> she can come armed with you know tools and a sense of confidence. So yeah, I like that idea of preparation because I think as an introvert, that has been one of my my best tools is to always prepare. I don't I don't go to a networking event without looking at who's going to be there or what the agenda is or even what the food's going to be. Like I need to know all of that in advance because the more I know in my mind the more I can control and the less that's out of my control and that's that's just something I do. And so I love the idea Jane of of having her write her answers or journal about what she wants to do or how she sees herself because my sense Rula is that if if you're an extrovert and your son's an extrovert there might be some comparison going on to say that well I can't do that like like my mom or like my brother I don't have that and and that comparison can be a killer because it makes us feel inferior it makes us feel less than and so the idea I think Jane is 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 talking about is getting um, your daughter to recognize her strengths like yeah maybe maybe running out there and being the center of attention isn't her strengths but she's got other ones that that you and your son don't have and she needs to recognize those mm-hmm. and, you know and the the only the other thing I would say is that you know in life we all have to move beyond our comfort zone and I think at some point when she feels the confidence and she just takes a simple basic risk and it works out really well She'll be ready to expand on that. Mm-hmm. Well, is that helpful? Uh, absolutely, but do you Good. know how frustrating it is for me? Uh-huh. Well, do you yeah. know how frustrating it is for her? Yeah, that's right. I, I'm going to tell you. How as, about us? As frustrating <laughs> it is for you. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I always like to say, and I don't know if this is true, but this is my bias. I always feel like I feel like introverts do understand extroverts, but I don't know if they extroverts ever understand introverts. Now that's just yeah. me being biased, but right. but I do think that recognizing that she she does have a different approach to how she interacts with people is is going to be a great place to start. And of course, you can get Jane's book, The, the Introverts <laughs> Complete <laughs> Career Guide. I, and, I am. Oh, perfect. thank you. I actually did write the. T- I'm driving. Oh, I'm careful. Well, traffic, yeah, be careful, right? I, I, I know, I know. I did write it down, so oh. I can't wait to get oh, it. Oh, thank and, you. Um, both of us will read it. Absolutely. Thank and there's you. just one other point I want to reinforce. There are many highly successful introverts. <laughs> From Bill Gates, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm-hmm. if you saw her documentary, 
every word that other people described her was uh, was an adjective that people uh, describe introverts. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I consider it to be a, a different kind of strength, and you just have to connect with that, and then you you can really rule the world, Rula. So, yeah. hey, thank you for giving awesome. us a call on Career yeah. Talk. We wish you and your daughter all the best of luck. Eight four four Warden eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. So, Jane, let's just kind of do like a speed round of some things introverts okay. can do in the workplace to feel like they have more strength. So one of the things that I do, I was kind of alluding to this while I was on the phone with Rula, was I always ask for an agenda before a meeting because I know that if I have an opportunity to think through some of the topics, that I'm going to be able to contribute to that conversation much more than if I find out the agenda when I get there because I won't have that time to reflect. Right. So, so that's one of the things that has helped me so much. What are some others that you've seen? Well, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about this um, yet is workplace communication. So sometimes introverts, they just prefer to stay in the office. Um, And I think in addition to, you know, thinking in advance about, you know, what they're going to say at a meeting, they also need to think carefully about how they're interacting with their teammates and their managers or their supervisors, or if they're the manager, how they're interacting with their team. So um, I often tell introverts, especially if they're starting a new job, to um, take five minutes a day and just go into someone's office to say hello, talk about the weather. If you're um, wanting to uh, create good communications with your supervisor, you may want to um, think about questions that you can ask um, and also find out how that manager wants to commu- how that manager prefers you uh, prefers communication. What style do they want to meet once a week? Um, but find ways to communicate and stay um, connected to the people that you work with because often. Um, introverts like to stay behind the screen. Very comfortable, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm comfortable never leaving my office. But but I do think taking advantage of some of the, the easy wins, like if your your office has a, a monthly birthday party or if they have a holiday right. party where there's going to be a lot of people, I think it's important to go to those events and, you know, mingle. You don't have to be the last one there. <laughs> right. But I do think it's important because you do need to show up. And if you're more comfortable being behind the scenes, those are really easy opportunities. I also think volunteering at events. I think one of the things people often don't realize about introverts is that we love to have a role. And if we have a role, and this is why it's easy for me to speak in front of a group. I am much more comfortable speaking in front of a group if I'm the speaker than raising my hand and having a question as an audience right. member. So right. if you're going to a conference or if you're going to um, you know, be part of a, a committee at work, Get yourself a role. Be the timekeeper. Be be the note taker. Be something where you feel like you have that role because that will completely change how you show up in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are really great tips. The other thing is because, um, you know, we've talked a lot about accomplishments that um, one of the things is if you have done something really well at work to make sure you find a way to present it. It might be um, suggest, you might suggest to your team that you do a PowerPoint presentation or you um, put together a report and make sure that you, instead of sending it via email, that you actually present it so that people see you in front and in front of them and they hear that you're, you know, just as articulate as they are. 
um, and then you are demonstrating skills and talents and accomplishments. Yeah. So get yourself a place on the agenda. If you get on right. the agenda beforehand, then you have a, a designated spot for you right. for you to speak up. And I do think that happens a lot at meetings, Jane. That that you know, if you have a lot of of outgoing personalities, that as an introvert, we we are very hesitant to interrupt. And right. so I think I think finding a way to contribute, whether that means getting the agenda beforehand, finding a a nice and polite way to say, hey, can I jump in here? Or right. should the conversation move on to the next topic and you've not had an opportunity to share what you want? I think it's perfectly fine to go back and say, you know, I know we kind of closed this topic, but I had one thing I wanted to add before the meeting's over. And I think just getting comfortable with doing those things is going to be so important. Jane, where can people learn more about you? Um, on my website, which is um, www.janefinkel.com, and I spell my name J-A-N-E-F-I-N-K-L-E. Mm-hmm. Yep. So go ahead and get this book. You will not be sorry. So let's talk a little bit, Jane, about the interview, because I think this is another challenge in the job search process for right. an introvert is, you know, you kind of have to perform. You got to be on. So what are some of your tips for how to approach the interview if you are on the more introverted side? Well, um, often introverts, similar to many situations, don't provide enough information. So it isn't so much that they don't know the answer to the question. They just answer it really simply without expanding. So it's really important that they, in their preparation, that they're thinking about examples and ways to demonstrate what they're talking about. And like everything, it's all about advanced planning. So, you know, I say that there are three types of questions that they can prepare for. And one is just your basic career history one where they'll ask you questions related to the tasks that you did and why you're interested in the position. And then the other one um, is behavioral questions that have more to do with maybe your motivation and how you reacted to situations. So tell me about a time you right. failed at something or right. describe or you, a situation right. where you had a yeah. difficult boss exactly. or client. Exactly, you know, or an important accomplishment. And the last one I call them viewpoint questions. So there are questions like, um, what's your philosophy of management? What do you think makes a good leader? So understanding in terms of preparation that you could be asked a combination of those questions so, you know, the first thing is to always go back to the resume and review everything because um, everything on your resume is game. So you have to be prepared. Something you might have done four years ago might pique the interest of an interviewer, and you really have to be prepared to speak about it. But I think the most important thing is that you take a look at all of these aspects. And again, for some people, I talk to myself. So I'll um, think about questions related to my history, and I talk myself through it. But I'm preparing. That's the way I'm preparing. Other people, I've worked with introverts who actually start to write things down. Um, and, you know, it's things like, you know, we talked about accomplishments and, you know, what the outcomes are. But it's also how you've made decisions, how you've handled obstacles, how do you work with people, Um you know, it's really digging deep, and which is really something that introverts do quite well. But if they don't prepare, you know, that that's can be, present problems for them. And one of the key things, I mean, 
preparation is even key for an extrovert. But one of the key things that really makes a difference for introverts is practice or rehearsal. So they can, if they feel like they don't want to do it with someone else, they can videotape themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they get a trusted friend or colleague to ask you questions. I'm also a big believer in creative visualization to actually sort of, you know, get yourself in a calm place and actually see images of yourself going to the interview and performing really well. So kind of meditating on right. on a, a successful performance and kind of getting that, right. that voice right. in your head that's saying, you're going to fail. Well, you're actually, when you're doing that, you're actually communicating with your unconscious, which mm-hmm. it has quite a bit of power. So Yeah, and I think here's the deal. We're all nervous in an interview. We're performing. We're getting evaluated. We know <laughs> this. And I think it's okay. Like, I think if, if you are nervous and it's it's distracting you to the point of, of you can't remember your answers, I think it's fine to just name the elephant in the room. I think it's okay to say, you know, I'm really excited about this position, so I'm a little bit nervous. And, right. you know, just name it and bam, it kind of goes away. Right. And I think it makes you human. Mm-hmm. So people like to hire humans. Right. You know, they're interviewing. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> yeah. And um, I also think what's tough for a, a lot of companies will do a full day of interviews. Right. So they'll have you come in or maybe they'll fly you in or depend and they'll like line up this entire day. And I, I, I've had these interview marathons where you get like 20 minutes for lunch and a bathroom break and then you're back to right. you. This can be particularly difficult right. for introverts. So how could you prepare if you know you've got this marathon interview right. day, Jane? Right. Well, you know, I, th- I think one of the things you can do um, also is when you get to the, these interviews or figure out in advance when you look at the schedule that there might be a time that you can go to the bathroom so that you can take a break and restore yourself. The other thing is, um, you, you know, you may be familiar with power poses. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad idea before you go Love in. Love the power pose. Yeah, and put, give your arms up in a victory pose. Um, but anything that you can do to, um, you know, feel confident um, and prepared and know during that day that at some point you're going to ask to, you know, use the bathroom just because you need to restore because that's what introverts need to do. Yeah. And to also be prepared, you may be asked the same questions over and over. Yep. Jane, it's been fantastic having you in studio talking about your new book. One last time, The Introvert's Complete Career Guide. Where can people find the book and find you, Jane? Well, the book is available anywhere where books are sold. It's on um, online sources like Amazon. And um, as I said before, I'm a big supporter of independent bookstores. Um, And IndieBound is an online independent um, bookstore. So. Yep. Jane, thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom today. Everybody go out and take a look at this book. You are going to want to use this to prepare for your career, introvert or extrovert. And of course, for all of our listeners and callers, Career Talk is all about you and we appreciate your support. Hey, you've been listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. And we will see you next time. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.